Hey, it's Lily. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumba. Or you know, and Mikey, I guess we're rumbaing. Rumble? Did I say rumba? <laughs> you did. <laughs> we're gonna dance the night away, people. We're gonna rumba. Wowzers! I didn't know I was gonna dance tonight. I wasn't trying to mess that up. It was supposed to be all epic and stuff. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Rumba's pretty epic, it's especially good, it, well done. It's a good dance. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, at least I'm I didn't gonna... say Roomba. I mean, that's a vacuum. <laughs> we're ready. We're ready to Roomba. Let's get ready to vacuum. Actually, feel free. I I could use a vacuuming. I don't mind at all. No, <laughs> you get a Roomba robot vacuum and have it do it for both of us. No, thank you. I'm. I don't like those robots. They scare me. So, all right, today. We are going to talk about something that I'm actually excited to talk about because I feel like a lot of these younger generations are missing out. Okay. Kind of missing out on something that we were exposed to and our people from other places probably aren't exposed to. And I just thought we'd give a little share. What? Live TV? (laughs) (laughs) Commercial breaks during everything. Yeah. (laughs) Unavoidable. So, um, do you remember learning about, like, tall tales when you were a kid? Oh, of course. Like, all the crazy tall tales about, like, how the West was made and all that. Okay. Do you remember those? You've piqued my interest. (laughs) Please disclose more. Well, you know, like, for example, we have Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed? (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember? Like, or we've got... You know, you want to get a little more action packed. We have um, Pecos Bill, isn't it? Pecos Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this reminds me of all these animated movie- things we watched in elementary school. <laughs> like, who was the lumberjack dude? Oh, and uh, is it, was it, uh, no, that's Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan. Yeah. See, so I thought we'd talk a little about these. Okay. Especially because back when people were telling these kind of tales, you know, it was like what we used to call grandpa jokes that you guys probably call like boomer jokes now because <laughs> you're more technology based. It, it, is, it is the boomer gen. It was like, yeah, we walked uphill in the snow both ways. And Nothing against boomers, dad. I love you. <laughs> There's definitely no judgment. I'm just saying like <laughs> it was a kind of a humor that they used to use That people just don't really use um, much anymore. Yeah. And you gotta love those moments when, you know, you're getting middle aged like myself (laughs) and you reference something that the younger generation goes completely over their head and you're like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) So they purposely were told that way. Like, it's not like people didn't realize you knew that you were saying something that was like absurd. Basically absurd, right? Okay. So, Tall Tale is a story with unbelievable elements related as if it were true and factual. Yeah. So, we used to you learn... You trying to tell me John, Johnny Appleseed isn't real? <laughs> You're picking a fight there, we lassie. I didn't say nothing. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say it yet, anyway. <laughs> no, but... So, basically, they're exaggerations either of actual events... Um, or, you know, like when people tell like a story, for example, like the fish that got away, like, oh, this fish was like 
20 feet long. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was the over exaggerated yeah. story. <laughs> and we were battling for like three hours over there. You know, you just like, yeah. Yeah. So, and then my fishing pole broke. Yeah. It like almost took my boat off. Yeah. Like down into the depths. Yeah. So, like, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, and yes, I am not as good at the accents as Michael, and I'm half committed, but I feel like at least I put some. People at least efforts. know kind of where it's from. Like, it could be <laughs> Irish or Scottish, maybe. I think a little more Scottish than Irish, but I could be wrong. <laughs> You're all um. You could be wrong. <laughs> I could be mixing them up. I've lived in I've lived a lot of places. Yes, yeah. you have. Yeah. You're much more cultured than myself. <laughs> so, anyways, I just thought we'd kind of talk about these because they were completely absurd and it was fun. Like it was fun how absurd they were. I'm just excited to hear about all the different ones that I probably tucked away in my brain somewhere and kind of forgot about. Yeah, like because when you brought up Johnny Appleseed, then my brain took me to the cartoon videos we used to watch in elementary school. Okay, and I I thought of Paul Bunyan. Gotcha, and Paul Bunyan is a big one. And do you remember Babe, the blue ox that Paul Bunyan is giant ox? Yeah, how could you forget Babe? You cannot. I kind of did, but now that you bring it, it's all coming back to me. Very important part of the story. Yeah. So, like, this is just, like, an example. for. So, like, Paul Bunyan, he he was, like, he could do anything, you know? He was, like, the forest man, right? He he lived in the forest. Are you trying to say that he can walk on the water and glow in the dark? He's the kind of guy that makes lumberjacks proud. Yeah. <laughs> he sports flannel like a boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, for example, they'd, you know, it would start something like uh Paul Bunyan was born. I heard oh, I hear tell, you know, cuz you got to tell it like it's fact. Yeah. You know, but you you, you got to like tease it, right? So it's like I hear tell that Paul Bunyan was born in Bangor, Maine, and it took five giant storks to deliver Paul to his parents, you know, and like you would be better at exaggerating these than me. And his first bed was a lumber wagon pulled by a team of horses because that kid was freaking huge, right? He was so big. His father had to drive the wagon up to the top of Maine and back whenever he wanted to rock the baby to sleep. Like you think your baby's big? Yeah. Paul Bunyan, he was big. Five Big storks. Do you know what's funny why you were saying that to me? Uh-huh. I don't know why, but have you heard that uh, Jimmy Fallon skit where they're like, L. No. That's so L. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I pictured you telling this story like that. That's awesome. Paul Bunyan was so big that oh, he had to be carried with five big storks. You remind me of like the Californians from kinda, SNL. It kind of sounds like that, like that. So, uh, holler out, holler out. Or yeah, <laughs> he was so big, yeah, that he had to be carried go. by like five storks. <laughs> yeah. He had to take a left on Decatur <laughs> and turn right on Prey Street down to the 105. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where his parents left. Yeah, so like all these stories were like this. Like for example, as a newborn. Paul Bunyan could holler so loud he scared all the fish out of the rivers and streams and all the local frogs 
started wearing earmuffs. Earmuffs? Since when do frogs wear earmuffs? They're like croaking stuff. So if you guys heard the dog, that's just the dog. I've, I've given him a bone. I think he'll be happy now. Stupid animal. Barping. <laughs> bark. Hey. Barfing. He Barking heard- during our podcast. How dare he? He heard us talking about fish, okay? No, he's just an attention monger like other dogs. True. Don't get me started. Hey. <laughs> Loving animals over here. I'll Loving back animals. off. I know you're an animal lover. Yeah. His, okay, his. So we, like, these are the way the stories are. And if you think about it, like, even like Gaston from Disney, he kind of did that thing. He's all like, you know, when I was a lad, I ate 10 dozen eggs or Four. something. Four. Four so, dozen eggs every morning so I could get large. Yeah. And, and now I'm a man, I ate 12 dozen eggs, and I'm roughly the size of a barge. Yeah. Exactly. See, that is like the, that's what how you tell a, a tall tale. I'm kind of like a ghetto Broadway production. <laughs> it's not like up to par to be on Broadway. But, but I'm sure at least one person that heard that was impressed, at least a little bit. Um, or at least people weren't plugging their ears. Maybe they're laughing. May- they probably are. Maybe but- they're maybe they're <laughs> peeing their pants right now. But I don't think it was bad. I-, I think that you do get to claim that it wasn't, like, bad. Thank you. You're welcome. So th- that's, like, I feel like people should start doing this more with stories. Because I feel like... Make it big. Yeah, I feel and like... And interesting. I feel like people nowadays are just a little bit too serious all the time. And I think it would be nice to like throw that stuff in there and let people just kind of roll with it. Because that's what you did, right? You weren't just like, that's BS. You didn't... <laughs> you even said that like Californians. I know. That's so BS. <laughs> not, not saying all of you Californians sound like that, but we're talking SNL Californians, okay? Shout out. Holla. But there are some Californians who kind of sound like that a little bit. It wouldn't be funny if it wasn't partially true. <laughs> See, but then we could totally turn it into a tall tale and be like, when they're born, they like are talking like that. Now I can't even do it because I started, <laughs> I got all self-conscious all of a sudden. I'm like, I got to do it right. You got, you can't listen to yourself while no, you do it. I did. I made a mistake. You psych yourself out. I did. Psych your mind. So Paul Bunyan had a famous ox that he found during the winter. And it was out in blue snow, you know, when it's really cold and the snow is so blue. And he noticed a little something moving and making little funny sounds that were kind of like little bleats and snorts. And hopping about in the snow is a blue ox. No. Blue ox, yes. Of course, blue is the snow. Because we all know blue snow is real. Only in the Arctic (laughs) when it's a glacier. Well, you know, Paul Bunyan goes where Paul Bunyan wants, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been. So I would need some blue food coloring to make snow blue. So he, like a snow cone. There we go. So he takes the little fella, and he decides to take him home. And, you know, of course, any creature raised by Paul Bunyan tended to grow to massive proportions. If right. If you were in his camp, that's what happened. So, you know... Babe was, of course, no exception. And if you stared at him, Mikey, if you stared at him for five minutes, you could see him growing right before your eyes. No. Yeah. 
you could see him growing. And he grew so big that 42 axe handles plus tobacco, a tobacco plug could fit between his eyes. Wow. Because you know, we measure in axes. Axes and tobacco plugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how you measure when you're in the it's West. It's not tobacco, it's tobacco. <laughs> exactly. And they used to hang their laundry between his horns because he was so high up in the air. It dried the clothes really Whoa. fast up there, right? He's like up in the sky Wait, with this. When you hair. get higher in elevation, doesn't it get colder? It gets more breezy too, doesn't it? I mean, oh. he has nothing to break. The mountains are not breaking from him. Sure. You know, because he was massive. I mean, we're talking like it would take a bird a whole day to fly to one horn to the, from one horn to the other. Okay. That is one really slow bird. <laughs> Phrase. <laughs> It's like those birds that are like hovering mm-hmm. in one spot in the sky looking for prey. Yeah. See, and like when he wanted to scratch his back, he had to go up to a cliff and use it, you know, like a bear does on a tree. He had to use a cliff. Yeah, because trees aren't big enough for blue. Yeah. Only and, cliffs. You know, I think the uh, books of World Books of Records made giant Paul Bunyan sized pancakes before. Oh. Because. Paul Bunyan is basically a giant, my friends. Yes. Like, he was massively tall. Babe was an ox that he could ride. So if if Babe is using cliffs to scratch his back and it takes a bird a whole day to fly from one horn to the other, imagine how big Paul Bunyan is. Whoa. I'm just saying. But I can already picture a little child listening to this and their (gasps) eyes being wide open and they're like, whoa, that's amazing. Because they don't limit it, man. A child's imagination is endless. Yeah, exactly. It can picture five enormous storks Mm -hmm. delivering baby Paul Bunyan to his family. Yeah. And a huge ox the size of Texas scratching its back on a cliffside. Yeah. Frick yeah. And, you know, I mean, and then they'd have like their side characters, you know, like you had Sourdough Sam who would make enough butter from Babe's Cream to put butter on them giant pancakes that these lumberjacks were eating. Oh, yeah. You know, because, like, you got to I mean, where'd they get the term lumberjack breakfast from? Heck, yeah, you're right. See, and, like, I'm just saying, I feel like tall tales help encourage imagination because they don't put limits on possibilities. And in all of a sudden, it's like whatever you can imagine, you can just throw in your story and people aren't going to like scoff at you, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's fun stuff. Like, do you remember Pecos Bill riding a tornado? I remember hearing about it. Okay. I don't have as good of memories of (laughs) Pecos as I do of Mr. Bunyan. (laughs) Okay. So everyone knows that Pecos Bill could ride anything, right? No Bronco could throw him. Oh. In fact, he didn't get thrown in his whole career. Because, you know, bronco riding, chopping down trees, like these are all things that people do. This is man's stuff, right? Man's work. Yeah. And um, someone told him, hey, is there anything that you can't ride? And he's like, no, man. In fact, 
I'm going to ride that tornado right over there. And dude, he went over there and he jumped right on that tornado. And he started riding that tornado. And that tornado just went nuts. And it's pushing in the ground and it's jumping around all over the place. And it flattens out force so bad that they had to like rename one place the Staked Plains. Because it ripped up the trees so bad. And in one point, he hit the ground so hard that he sank below sea level. And guess what they call that? They call that Death Valley. That's how Death Valley was made, Mikey. Did you know that? From when he was riding that tornado. And he freaking finally decided, like, fell off when that tornado was practically at nothing. So there was like nothing really to sit on anymore. And when he fell, he made Death Valley. That's how it happened. That's how it all transpired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you know the Grand Canyon? That's because he rode that tornado back and forth. It was just going nuts back and forth all over, and it just dug itself a hole. And that's why there's the Grand T- Canyon. That was all Pecos Bill, right? In the I, I loved your like Southern ish accent that started coming out when you were talking about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me tell you <laughs> how the Grand Canyon got farmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that Pecos Bill riding a yeah. tornado. Finally, <laughs> Mine was very much more exaggerated. Yeah. Though. So it, and you know, it finally just rained itself out. And it made so much water, it washed out the Grand Canyon, and this is how we got these landmarks. Everybody knows that's how it happened. So I'm thinking you would be amazing at telling tall tales. This is just what I'm thinking. Okay, but here's the problem. I can't just make one up. Well... I think that if you're given a topic. Talk about being put on the spot. Talk about winging it, Lily. <laughs> I mean, if you if you don't feel brave enough, it doesn't have to be big. Oh, I Just can try. I can always try. Well, and you could even do it, like, turn one of your funny life event stories into a tall tale. You just have to add those, like, unrealistic exaggerations Onto your story. The only problem with having me tell a story that I experienced was that I have to actually think of one (laughs) that I can tell. What about when you accidentally caught yourself on fire when you were a kid? Oh, gosh. But you you, got to tell the whole story with the tall tale feel to it. Do you think you can pull it off? I'll try. Here we go. Ready? Michael's tall telling. Here's winging it. So one summer evening, a bunch of kids decided it would be a good idea to start a fire. There was this hollow, which was a former abandoned golf course that was overgrown and became a place for kids to play and animals to frolic. And these group of kids decided they wanted to go deep into the hollow and light a fire. The only problem was it had just rained recently and all of the wood was wet. 
like it'd been sitting in the depths of the sea for ages. How, how much did it rain? Oh, just a little bit. So, <laughs> the children dash away to the hollow with their wood that they think is not wet. And they go to sit down to light a fire. And lo and behold, the wood is wet like it had been doused in the depths of the sea for ages and would never ignite by natural causes <laughs> until one person came up with a grand idea. What lights on fire, even if it's wet? Gasoline! <laughs> no, get ga- ga- gasoline. It didn't happen with a dragon. We're not that cool. <laughs> okay. This is just happy hollow, Lily. Gasoline. <laughs> Back to the story. One of the kids reminded them all of a magical substance that once ignited will not falter or fail to burn. And so they frolicked off, out of the hollow, up to the shed where the lawnmower is, where there was most certainly gas. Are there beasts in there? No, just just the tub of gasoline. (laughs) And they took the tub of gasoline and marched down the hollow for what could have been an eternity, because the hollow is a very large Happy hollow. <laughs> and they went to the bottom. They went deep into the forest where no one could see their shenanigans. You can't get caught. <laughs> and of course, it makes sense to bring the gasoline in an open container. Because <laughs> you can't get caught with a, the whole thing of gasoline. You got to put it in a Folgers mug without a lid. And dashed away until they went and they set up their fire and they brought the magical ignition juice. (laughs) And they poured it on the fire, even though the wood was doused in the depths of the sea. And they lit a match and it ignited so high. It came alive. It was like 35, no, nay, 50 feet tall. Insane. And the children all looked in amazement at what they had done and what the magic fiery juice had accomplished. But then, one of the children (laughs) thought it would be good to move the gasoline to another part, which was by the fire. And she tripped. And the whole Folgers full of magic melting juice doused upon my flesh and my body ignited on fire and my shoelaces screamed as they melted and the little stringy things across my hole in the pants knee jeans lit on fire. And of course you would think he would think what he was told his whole life in elementary school. Stop, drop, and roll, but no, the flames burn hot and fiery, and he just wanted to go. <laughs> and he frantically ran around like a flaming ball of fire, begging to light something else on fire, but it didn't. Then charged his heroic brother, who had been training for this his entire life and looking for an opportunity to knock him down to the ground. And smear him through the dirt and get tackled and not get in trouble. (laughs) His heroic brother, like Lancelot Knight coming in to save Lady Guinevere, launched across the campfire, knocked me down into the ground, and rolled me in the mud, and the fire (laughs) that would not extinguish was extinguished. Like magic. And my whole body ached (laughs) from the impact of the ground. 
But I still turned and looked at my brother and said, You saved my life. <laughs> Without eyebrows? <laughs> yeah, the fun part of that story is, wow, I had a true thespian moment there. Uh, I tried to hide it from my mom. <laughs> and uh, luckily he did roll me out. I literally was running around like I was on fire. He was in circles around Not the fire. Not like I was on fire. I was on fire. <laughs> and I was screaming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I came home. True story. The little strands across my hole in the knee jeans were all charred and melted. And my shoelaces on my shoes were like the nylon shoelaces. And they were totally melted. Oh, yeah. Because you know, mom wasn't going to notice that. No, not at all. But that's another story, kids. <laughs> there you go. My tall, exaggerated tale on a whim. There you go. There you go. Take a bow, not mic bad. drop. Not bad. Suck it, haters. No. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's fun. And I think people could have a little more fun with this stuff. And I feel like... You know, it's fun to hear these stories. And, you know, you you know it's true because if you go to the Grand Canyon, it's there. The Grand Canyon does exist. And we are happy about its existence. So, anyways, I just remember. We're glad for Pecos Bill riding that tornado <laughs> and making it all happen. Yeah. You know what? I've never been to Death Valley yet. Just kidding. I lied. We drive through it kind yeah, of. Yeah, but, but, it, but it's like, an actual like yeah, park where you pull gone. off the road. and I haven't gone. I heard, you know, I heard there's some coyotes and some scorpions and cacti. Yeah, I heard some stories about some people who've had bad misadventures there. Yeah, let's just not go there. I'm not going to. Just, I'm just saying. Let's just drive through it on the way just to California. Just make sure you have extra gas with you and extra, like, spare tires. Right. It's always a good idea. Be prepared when you go into nature. Prepared. So, anyway... If you think about it, there's other stuff that, like, they kind of have heard about. Things like the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil? Yeah. Like, there are people who could say, though, that would be a tall tale, right? Right, but or you need to explain Mothman. what that is. Because okay. I don't even think I remember what the Jersey Devil is. <laughs> okay, the, <laughs> the birth of the Jersey For Devil. For all of us folks out there who don't know what in the <laughs> heck you're talking about. A storm was raging. Okay. The night. In the night, in 1735, when Mother Leeds was brought to bed in childbirth, the room was full of women, folk gathering to help her, more out of curiosity than goodwill. And they heard rumors that Mother Leeds was involved in witchcraft and had sworn she would give birth to a devil. Tension mounted, and at last the baby arrived. It was a relief. And also a disappointment. The baby was born completely normal. Oh, no. I know. And they thought she would have a devil baby. But a few moments later, before their terrified eyes, the child began to change. The room erupted with screams and changing into a beast, which resembled a dragon with the head like a horse a snake-like body and bat wings, the Jersey Devil was born. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. As soon as it was full-grown, the monster began beating all the women, including his mother. That's an ungrateful baby. That's pretty messed up, man. With its thick, forked tail. 
With a harsh cry, it flew through the chimney and vanished into the storm. So now... They literally need to make a horror movie out of this. Oh, I bet you they've made a few. (laughs) I can tell you they they have. I can tell you they have. Now, are they very good? She's the horror guru. Are they very good? I'm sure they're terrible. They are very enjoyable if you are prepared to watch really bad acting and stuff. And stuff. (laughs) And other stuff that you were like, "What what did I sign up for? That stuff. Yes. I'll pass. (laughs) <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Lily. <laughs> Unless there's one that I haven't realized that's just a masterpiece somewhere. Which is a very rare likelihood. Uh, but possible. <laughs> there are gems everywhere, Michael. You I'm just sh- must find. Must find. Yeah, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Perfect storm. <laughs> so, it, anyway, the monster of Leeds, or the Jersey Devil, is what he became to be called, still haunts the pines of New Jersey. Maybe you just don't live close enough to New Jersey, Mikey. That's probably it. I'm sure all you Jersey Shore people know all about it. And like most people, I think, know the Mothman, especially after all those people were seeing the Mothman and then that bridge collapsed. Yeah. A lot of people like. Well, and then there was that popular movie called Mm -hmm. The Mothman. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was based on. In the early 2000s. It was based off of that happening because it was an actual event where the bridge collapsed and people saw the devil leading up to it. Or the not the devil, the um, Mothman leading up to it, and people. Yeah, don't get your stories crossed. We're not talking about the Jersey (laughs) Devil here. And then the Jersey Devil showed up. I'm telling a tall tale. And punched him in the face like he did all the women helping his mom take birth. You know what? Actually, I think like Sharknado and things like that. You could consider those tall tales. Okay. I mean, but they're but they're movies. Like people don't sit around and tell these kinds of stories anymore. And I'm just saying, like. Isn't it kind of fun to just exaggerate and go completely out, like, out of the realm of even truth? Like, okay. you could have said it was a dragon that came and lit your fire when you were trying to light the gasoline and you spilt it because you saw the dragon and it lit you on fire. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm not saying what you said was bad because it was good. I'm just saying there is no limit when it comes to the tall tailing. She's just letting me know that my story wasn't big enough. It wasn't exaggerated enough. It wasn't a tall enough tale, she says. There should have been a dragon, she says. Tall tale. I'm telling the story, not you, Lily. I know, you do. No, but okay, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah. More bombastic. Exactly. So I give you all a challenge. Get together with some friends or some family. And have fun trying to tell some tall tales. And, like, the winner is the person who tells the most out there fantastical tale. But it also has to be fun and engaging. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It has to give you the yeah, and the yeah, and the ahs. Yeah. Like the 4th of July. Yeah. And I obviously... Didn't do the very impressive telling. There there could be want for some of my storytelling. Like when I was talking about the tornado. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying I could have better storytelling skills at the moment. Let's just say we're not professional storytellers. <laughs> no, we're not. I could not get paid to do that. Although I can't wait to go Maybe. back and listen to this and hear what I just barely came up with on the fly. Yeah. I'm sure it'll give me at least one giggle. <laughs> He's all, Maybe two. Maybe a couple okay. little titters. <laughs> But yeah, like, you know, even if you think about it, Jack and the like beanstalk could kind of be considered that because the beanstalk grows up into the sky, right? Mm-hmm. 
So what to I'm, a land of giants. Yeah, what I'm saying. It's kind of in the same realm as fairy tales, just yeah. very exaggerated yeah. stories. Make it big, you know? I mean, why not? So that is my challenge to all of you. And maybe like look up some of these old ones. And actually, aside from I just looked up like Middle America, you know, West America. Very folktale stuff. I looked up American folktales because I grew up listening to that stuff because I grew up in America, Middle America. So, <laughs> um, but there are folktales from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there's like, you get over, I mean, I what, what did we say? Remember when we were talking about the strange facts and how people over in one of those northern countries, like, what, like 80% of them believe in fairies? Yeah. You know, that, like, it, was in, it was in like Norway or yeah, one or of the something. Netherlands countries yeah. where the, the uh, elves or, yeah, or the elves uh, live under That's what it was. The rocks. Elves. Oh, they have little cities they build them, and they'll yes. go in, like, tributes. Yes. You know, haven't you seen Eurovision? <laughs> well, we don't need to revisit that episode. <laughs> it was already talked about before, Lily. Yeah, no, my point is, is that anywhere that you look, you can find them. And I think that it's something that you could even have fun joking around with with adults. So um, I'm encouraging you all to use your imaginations. And I'm encouraging you all to not light fires with gasoline. <laughs> Especially carrying it in an open Folgers cup. Can. Yeah, you got to get one of those. What is it the called? plastic one the with the squeaky. handle. You need like one of the squeezy ones that just shoots it. A like beaker? people use the grill. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah. igniting stuff that you see them like shooting them all over the grill and then they just like back off. <sighs> we were too young to be playing with fire. We were dumb. Well, it did work though. It worked. We did have a fire 50 feet tall. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so we hope you all have a great night. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. And fare thee well. Don't forget to brush your teeth. And tell some tall tales about your teeth. Scorpion toothbrush. Ow. Big adventure. Stop. Stop. <laughs>